My name is Girish Bally, the host for Back to Basics, another Back to Basics for another week. Today is a tough topic, but today is a topic that we need to talk about way, way often, and we don't talk about it enough. So today we're going to be talking about trauma, we're going to talk about PSD, and all that fun stuff. But the thing is that it is really hard when someone actually goes through that journey. Now, if I have not gone through that journey and the other person has, how do you go and comfort that person? It's very hard, isn't it? So why don't we ask these questions to the guest of mine, and her name is Evangela, and she's an amazing person to chat with. I chatted her like two minutes right before the recording, and an absolute amazing person. And she also has a podcast, so we'll talk about that detail too, and how did she get into this this fun or I should say troubling uh, topic of today. So Evangela, how are you? And thanks for coming to uh, Back to Basics. I'm doing well, Garish, uh, and thank you for having me on the show yeah, today. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you again for that. And uh, hopefully I didn't really screw up on the name because we <laughs> mentioned this several times before the show. <laughs> Not at all. You got it right. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. So that's A plus for me. So thank yes. you. Uh, so before we get started with the topic uh, for today, and the tough topic, mind you, uh, what does Back to Basic uh, mean to you? Um, it really reminds me of, um, so I am in recovery from addiction um, due to the trauma that I've experienced in my life. And one of the principles that we practice is we have a program called Back to Basics, where mm-hmm. you get back to the roots of understanding, you know, just the simple things in life that help you live the life that you want to live. Mm-hmm. Um, so immediately when I saw the name of the show and, you know, it reminded me of, you know, just getting back to your roots and clearing out all the clutter, all of the attempts to try to be something that you're not and just get back to the basics so that you can, you know, live the life that you want to live. Yeah. 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 So thank you again for, for that. And I, and hopefully I didn't bring all the bad memories with the back to basic uh, program, yeah. uh, but it is the theme of the show. So thank you again for that. And when I read the bio, you did mention that. And I said, you know what, I need to rope you in into this show. So thank you again for, for You're accepting. Welcome. And I'm very honored uh, for that. You're welcome. So is it really hard to go and talk about trauma in general? Um, Due to my own um, work with my therapist and, you know, sharing my story multiple times, I've gotten some distance between um, what has happened to me and who I am today. Um, It's never easy to sit and talk about the things that I've experienced, but it doesn't shake me the way that it did when I first got into uh, recovery and got into therapy and started dealing with some of this stuff. So it's a lot easier today than it was um, four or five years ago. So is it because, thank you again, by the way, is it because the times have changed that people, they don't talk much and now we're very vocal? Is it due to COVID or is it just the the culture has changed? I'm thinking that um, in all actuality, social media has um, and the, the ways of the internet and things like that. I don't think it's necessarily that things have um, gotten any worse or even changed. I just think that our, our access to that information has become more readily accessible. You know, you mm-hmm. can go and you can Google um, podcasts like yours or mine 
and you can find out information. You can get statistics from Google. Um, you have people who are willing to share their stories, you know, on their Facebook pages, on their Instagrams. We've even got TikTok and people are being very vocal about their traumas because they're realizing there's more people who have experienced trauma than there are not, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, there there's a whole bunch of traumas. I, I don't know the numbers, but I know for a fact that there is a huge number of uh, rapes and uh, mm -hmm. reported. Okay, mm -hmm. but there is unreported, which is a lot. Yes, but it seems like we're talking about it more nowadays due to social media. I mean, that's just one example. Mm -hmm. So, if you don't mind, uh, can we talk about your story of what you have uh, gone through, and uh, we'll go through that? Yeah, that's fine. Um, so. I grew up in an environment um, where there was sexual abuse, there was physical abuse, and there was a lot of alcoholism and drugs and things of that nature. I am the second born of four siblings. And, you know, we experienced um, abuse at the hand of my father. Hmm. Um, I don't have contact with my father now. It's something that I choose for my own peace. I have not, um, I hold no ill will toward him. Um, as a matter of fact, I love him, which is, you know, something that frustrates me. But my um, earliest years and on up until I was about 13 years old, I had this experience with my father and um, it just, it wasn't a good one. Like I said, he um, sexually abused us and um, he physically abused my mother and my sisters, but he didn't physically abuse me. Uh, we did grow up in neglect and things of that nature. And, you know, in hindsight and doing work on myself, I do realize that um, my mother did the best that she could to try to make sure that we were safe and things mm -hmm. like that. But she was also um, being abused and, and things of that nature. And the nature of trauma is when you're being traumatized, even mm -hmm. if you're an adult, you can't provide much protection for anyone else. Right. You know, you put yourself um, in further jeopardy. Um, by stepping in. But like I said, first 13 years of my life were um, riddled with, you know, abuse and things like that. And as a result of that, I developed complex PTSD. Mm -hmm. And I also um, later on in life, much later on in life, by the time I was 37, my trauma came to call and I developed addiction to alcohol. Mm -hmm. um, so if you don't mind me asking, uh, uh, I know that you mentioned uh, when you emailed me the difference between uh, PTSD and CPTSD. I, I want the viewers to understand the differences, if you don't mind. Yes. So what are the differences between the okay, two? Okay. So with uh, classic PTSD, uh, what most people bring to mind is, you know, the combat, combat veterans, those who have been to war. It's mm. usually characterized by a single traumatic event that may happen and you get the effects of it, such as intrusive thoughts. Um, mood swings that include, you know, you may go into violent rages. Um, mm -hmm. You seek to avoid being um, re-traumatized again, like you avoid situations and circumstances that remind you okay. of that. So when you think of PTSD, you think of, like I said, combat veterans or someone who um, may have had a um, single huge event, car wreck or something like that, and they end up having some symptoms such as intrusive thoughts and, and things of that nature as a result of it. And it can resolve, you know, over time with mm. having a support system that helps you restore a sense of safety. Sure. Whereas one of the key factors for complex PTSD is that you have multiple traumas that occur over a, an extended period of time, such as childhood trauma 
or um, it can be, um, I lost my train of thought for just a moment. No, that's okay. So let let me ask you this then. Mm -hmm. So uh, if a person loses someone, Mm -hmm. okay, and then they lost another one, and then they lost another one within the same family, Mm -hmm. is that considered complex? That could be considered multiple events of trauma. Now, the development, everyone who experiences trauma doesn't get PTSD Hmm. or complex PTSD. What makes the difference is being able to restore safety in the person's Hmm. life. Hmm. So you may have someone who, you know, they um, experience many deaths because I do consider grief to be a trauma. It's a traumatic event. Yes. Um, You can have someone who experiences grief. If they are able to, you know, process the grief and move through it the way that they need to, you know, even losing somebody in a very traumatic way, say, you know, abruptly, they um, were killed in a a car wreck or something like that. Hmm. And um, if they have a support system and the ability to restore safety, they most likely will not develop PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you again for explaining that and Mm -hmm. the details of that. And I think I interrupted you. Go ahead, please. They what what. The big key difference is for people, because like I said, everybody who um, experiences traumatic events does not develop PTSD or complex PTSD. Mm-hmm. It's just that that measure of safety. And that's why it's so important for like, you know, when our combat veterans, when they come back from war and things of that nature, it's very important to give them a support system to restore normalcy in their life and to help them get back to a space of safety because they spent upwards of years you know, in combat situations, they're on high alert, their systems are wired to mm. respond and react. And mm. so when they come home, it's very important for us to give them resources to restore normalcy. And if you have a person who suffered through childhood trauma, such as myself, um, it's, it's very difficult to try to build those safe relationships as you move throughout your life, because you don't suffer just, you know, one event. And I don't, in no way do I mean that any one trauma is worse than a, another. Sure. Um, but on the same token, when you suffer multiple traumas throughout your ve- developmental years, it changes mm. the way your brain chemistry is set up. And it, it takes some some sincere effort um, to restore safety and to make sure that you can step out of that and start to experience post-traumatic growth as opposed to being controlled by the symptoms of your PTSD. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you again. You know, the story that you mentioned about uh, age 13 and when you were very young, Mm -hmm. did you think that you were a victim or do you came out of that? What what are your thoughts? Um, So I knew that there was a whole lot that just wasn't right Mm -hmm. (laughs) with the way that I was brought up and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Um, I consider myself to be, I don't know that I necessarily want to use the word lucky, Mm -hmm. but I've had a lot of experiences in my life where, you know, I've I've experienced people who I've been able to rely upon and develop a sense of safety. And I've had those types of people sprinkled throughout my life. Um, I've also had situations that have rocked me to my core and made my uh, PTSD flare up mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty badly. Um, like I said, age 37, I had a brick wall with addiction. And um, while I have always had night terrors um, for the majority of my life, it gets worse when I get stressed. And when I hit that brick wall, when I turned 37, all of my symptoms, it seemed like things got worse. Hmm. 
And, you know, so I, I hadn't had um, therapy um, until I was, yeah, 37 years old or somewhere around there. I got into therapy and started to work on all these issues that I had. And it seemed like it was getting worse. Um, and it took me a while to realize that it wasn't getting worse, but that I had never really fully dealt with Good. what I had been through and bringing those memories up um, was causing some, some disturbances. Sure. sure. The but, reason why, uh, the reason why I ask is everywhere on, on the search engines, you know, like when you Google mm -hmm. P PTSD, the, we've been told that is considered weak and it considered broken. Yeah. Uh, so is that a true statement? Because I no. think what you said is that you're looking for support. And when you look for support, a good support, I think that breaking can be mended. Right. Yes. So what are your thoughts on that? So I want, uh, you know, I, I work with clients and things and people who have experienced traumatic events. And I have a, I have a mantra that I tell them hmm. that, what we do in healing and working and doing the things that we do is not for the weak. It takes tremendous courage sure. to look at your trauma and face it. A person who has survived a traumatic experience and who has developed PTSD, first of all, you can know that they've gone through some very difficult things and they've survived. Hmm. They've survived hmm. and they're, they're living their life. They're showing up daily. They may have some struggles, but how many people do you know? Again, taking it back to the, the combat veteran situation. Mm. I know here in America, we have a lot of people who think that they can go to war and mm. kill mm. And, and do things that may be, be against their conscience and mm. things like that and come back and just be okay. But the majority of us cannot. Mm. Those who have been through years and years of child abuse, neglect, abandonment, and still are able to stand and face those things on a daily basis, would you categorize them as weak? Yeah. Because they're, weak. You, they're very resilient. Because, you know, when you're going into the war, you're you're starting uh, age 18, right? I mean, technically, mm -hmm. that's what the legal age is. Do you yes. think that the, I mean, we're not blaming anybody, but this is just an observation that these, uh, these government uh, militaries, they're not training people to no. think properly. And they're no. just doing to do. Right. And I am, I'm a army veteran. Hmm. So you thank know, you for your services, by the way. So. You're welcome. I, I know that at the age of 18, I was not prepared to go into that type of um, environment and survive. Hmm. Yeah. Because I, I could not, I ended up not being able to go because of um, my complex trauma from childhood. Hmm. I ended up not being able to go, but I know that I was not ready and they do not prepare. Um, they don't prepare people, children, mm -hmm. in my opinion, <laughs> to be able to go in and, you know. Yeah. I mean, even, them. even though 18 is an adult age, but when it comes to that type of situation, I don't think they're adults. No. Right. I mean, they're, not. they're still fragile. If you think about it, I was it. not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. can say I mean, that if I you take that, if you take that example, then yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, um, yeah, definitely for sure. So thank you again for that. Yeah. Is, is PTSD considered a person being violent? That can be one of the manifestations of it. Um, mm. It's not always. Mm. For 
me with my complex I, anger was not something that I could ex access. Hmm. You do have um, people who anger, they have easy access to anger. They, and you may find that the, that males exhibit anger more because that's a more comfortable emotion. Well, let me not say more comfortable emotion. That is a more accepted, socially accepted response for males for them to be angry instead of them being, you know, sad or withdrawn. Yeah. I you mean, know, they tend to be external and outward in their displays of, you know, the frustrations and the emotions that they have built up inside of them because men honestly are expected to go over there, kill everybody, come back and be okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's manly. They're not given that room to say, Hey, I'm really messed up because I had to do some things that I truly did not agree with. Yeah. And I don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. Just give me one second. Let me go and talk to my audience one second because my thought just came in. Okay. I got you. So, so guys, you know, there's one thing that I, I just realized what she mentioned is that it's okay to girls to, or ladies in general, okay to express their feelings. Is it okay for them to cry? Sure, because they're ladies, right? Because that's what they do. But then you're telling me that men are not supposed to do that. Men are able to cry because that's what humans do, because we do have emotions, but we don't show it. And when we do show it, then people, they think that you're not manly enough. Now, the way I look at it is that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to cry. It's okay to vent out. It's okay. Believe me, it's okay. Because you know what? If you don't, you know what's going to happen, right? We just asked this question uh, to my guest here. You'll become violent. You will not be broken. You'll be really broken. That's the difference, right? You want to be fixed? Let's talk about it. So that's what it is. So thank you again for that. So, you know, um, PTSD is not easy for, for sure, right? But it is definitely treatable. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think that, um, first of all, therapy, if you can afford it, I know not everyone has access to therapy. Um, support groups, peer hmm. support groups are excellent for um, survivors of all types of trauma you, because mm. you have people who understand people who haven't been through, you know, a combat situation or haven't been through childhood trauma or haven't been through a car wreck or haven't been through these things that, you know, bring about these traumatic experiences. They don't always understand. That's right. And having those around you who, you know, when you describe how you woke up in the middle of the night screaming for no reason sure. and your roommate is like what the crap or your family right. is looking at you like is he crazy or you know people who understand right. the feelings of rage because you feel so out of control having those people around you to embrace you does wonders to help heal from those traumatic events you know i've done a lot of study and research to understand firstly my own trauma hmm. and you know and to try to be a safe container for those who've experienced traumas that i haven't experienced and one of the things that stands true is that having a peer support group hmm. like i said because everybody therapy is just not accessible to everybody of course not. you know right. it's available but it's not accessible they may not have you know the resources or the funds to be able to go and sit on the therapist's couch uh, once a week or twice a week or whatever but if you could find you a good peer support group 
where you can go in and you can be yourself. You can talk about the rage. You can talk about the anger. You can talk about the sadness, the fear, the loneliness, the isolation. It does wonders to help people to be able to heal. You know, mm. podcasts, listen to podcasts, Google search, find people, find your people, those people who have been through what you've been through and are talking about it. And it will, it will help you be able to, to recover. It yeah, will. Yeah. yeah. So th thank you again for that. Mm -hmm. You know, let, let's talk about your podcast, if you don't mind okay. the complex life. Yes. <laughs> so first of all, where did that name come from? I think I have an idea, but I wanted to ask you. Yes. So it comes from my everyday dealings with complex trauma. Sure. Sure. And in a dual sense, life is complex. Everybody. So, you know, I have a coaching practice called Beyond the Guru Coaching. Hmm. And everybody, you know, out here in this world today, everybody has a solution to your problem. Hmm. Life is so complex. And I believe that it takes a lot of things <laughs> to get us to a place where we feel that we are settled, that we're walking in our healing and we're doing what's necessary for us to be our most authentic expression of ourselves. And so the podcast is all about me talking about my journey and the things that have worked and have not worked for me along my journey to healing and just living life on life's terms. Because the reality of the matter is life is going to keep coming at you. Hmm. It's just the nature of life. You know, the, learning the that life is not personal. It's not in the sense of life is not out to get you. You've had a lot going on. You may have, I mean, and I've had struggles, you know, I've had some really serious struggles, some jaw dropping struggles, but mm. I had to learn that life was not sitting there plotting against me. Hmm. You know, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, uh, when I was reading your bio and, uh, and then I read the, the name of the podcast and then, uh, then I read the whole bunch of uh, titles in there and episodes in there. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of weird that you're talking about complex stuff in a basic way, like yes. the way I'm doing. Yes. Um, so somewhere along the line, I'm pretty sure we're we're kind of intertwined somewhere. Yes. Uh, when agree. it comes uh, uh, when it comes to complex and basic uh, way. So uh, thank you again for for doing what you're doing because it's not an easy uh, job for for sure. It's not. Uh, you know, the name of the podcast should have been the life complex. So then it, <laughs> then, it, then it'll be the TLC uh, podcast show. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's definitely, it, it's a complex experience for each. And it's as different as the many people that we have living now, hmm. you know, so it's, it's truly complex. And I try to break it down into terms that the everyday average person can understand because we have enough mental health jargon swirling around that yeah. everyday common folk don't understand a lot. So I want to help people in everyday common language. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Thank you. Thank you again for that. And before and, and thank you for being here, first of all, uh, it's definitely an honor. But before you leave today, mm -hmm. uh, how is your journey on Back to Basics? And do you have any last words for all my listeners and my viewers? This has been uh, a good experience for me. I think Back to Basics is a great name for the podcast. And I would just encourage people to keep it simple. When you're struggling and you can't figure out a way to go, get back to the basics. Hmm. 
Yeah. So thank you. Thank you again. As simple as that. So thank you uh, again for, uh, for being here and supporting me and please do, uh, support me on my small podcast, even though that I've done season two already. Yeah. Uh, so thank you again. I, I understand. For... <laughs> <laughs> so thank you again, and God bless. And we'll uh, we'll keep in touch. We'll have to keep in touch because yes. you and I somehow the uh, we're intertwined, and we we need to help each other out. So thank you yes. again for that. You're welcome. So guys, we spoke a great deal about complex stuff in a simple way, in a basic way. Yes. Trauma is one thing that we always need to talk about. Yes, people are broken, but people needs to be fixed because we are human beings. We're supposed to be helping each other out. You know, if there's a person who needs help, it's okay to go and ask and just do a pay forward. You don't even have to pay a cent. Just saying hello and take care of them is the big, big, huge help to the other person. When I lost my dad in 2009, nobody was there, but there's few people who were there. They didn't know what to do because they didn't lose their dad or their mom. What did they do? They just came here and say nothing because they were there just to support me. That's all it takes. So guys, as usual, as always, there is a quote a day from Back to Basics and hopefully my guest will like that quote. Here's a quote. The quote is, hold yourself back or heal yourself back together. You decide that. So guys, as usual, as always, what do I always say at the end of my episode? Everything in life goes back to basics, and that's what we did today, guys. Guys, take care, God bless, and keep on commenting as many as you can on all the episodes, including this one, because that kind of helps me to understand that you people are listening. Everyone is listening, because this is the show for you guys, not for me and the guest. Is definitely for you. And there are three things that this show and every episode is a hit, according to me, is the content, the guest, and definitely the host. Guys, take care. God bless. I will see you next week on Back to Basics Season 2. Take care. God bless. Next week's episode on Back to Basics. Um, having a humongous to-do list and, and, and a plan for the entire year with all the things that you need to do in order to, you know, cross them off your list. No, it's really about the simplicity of being able to be in the moment and just really enjoy the moment. Be, being in the moment, just to be the ability to be in every moment throughout the day. <laughs> yeah, totally. I totally understand that. You know, uh, thank you again for answering that question. You know, uh, there was an article that I read, uh, I don't know how many days ago, but I'll tell you one thing. There was this one line.